Previously on Fistful of Destiny. There is a large portion of rare spice that's native to this area. Oh. We struck gold. Well. Oh, jeez. Old Heba's never been wealthier. About three years ago, the shield you and Viego set up was failing, so most of the people relocated. Right after, there was a biker gang raid. They hit while Viego was out hunting. Daya, well, she had her blaster rifle when we found her. It was a clean shot. It was quick. Viego, he's had a hard time. I don't know if you're going to get the warm welcome you're expecting. He is dead? Yeah. Maybe if you were here, more people would be alive. I think if I was here, more people would be dead. I am here on the behest of Viren. He wishes to give you terms. He wants the two items you carry, quarter medallions. He says he'll have them in the end and it doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But as a token of goodwill, one of the four of you will be given a chance to be spared. Well, seems like it's the way it's got to go down. Let's say you you spare the little one. So Kira it is. All right. Yeah. Cool. (laughs) (laughs) Erebus. Erebus, concentrate. Something is coming. Don't let go. Hold on. And there's a burst of energy. Uh-oh. Erebos, you pass out immediately. Grit, your body falters to the side. You grab the landing strut as wind kicks up and sand bursts everywhere outside. We've done it, crew. We've made it to 50. Roll the dice in your fisty. <laughs> 50. Yeah, baby. Kira rolled two dark side points. Cannon rolled one light side. All right. Erebus rolled one dark side. Okay. Uh. And Grip pulls up with another dark side. Well, Ooh. it's not nothing. It's not great when Cannon's the beacon of hope. <laughs> That's four dark side points. One light side point. It's great. Uh-huh, great. great. Yep. A sliver of hope. <laughs> Kira, you've gone and you've had a little nap. It's nighttime. You've been traveling for a long time. Oh my time. god, I just pictured Kira napping and it is so cute. <laughs> You're right. A little Ewok all curled a little dog up bed. in a little bed. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I you love can't it. do it outside though, or you'll get totally covered with sand and It'll you'll never be, come like, out inside of a dune. <laughs> your your little leg is it's twitching back and forth. You're having oh. a, a pretty intense dream. I'm running in my dream. Is Cannon around? Because Cannon's pointing at her with anybody around. He's like, watch. Look, she's having a little dream. Look, she's running. She's chasing a squirrel. In this dream, Kira, you're running and you get to this area. That you, you look around and you can see great distances. You're at the top of some type of a pyramid or a ziggurat. Something tall. You look over the edge and you see how high you are up. Everything is moving very slowly. You look to your right and you see Erebos standing next to you. You look ahead and you see faces you haven't seen in a while. You see Hivnik and Viren standing Uh. next to this altar in the center. There's a glowing blue ball of energy. It looks like a neutron star. And there are four medallion quarters and slots pushed into the altar at the base. Everything is moving very, very slowly. As Viren reaches his hand towards the blue ball of energy, he turns and he sees the two of you. Interesting. Order always 
had a trick or two that still surprised me. This is very interesting. You look behind you and you see there are two of the Jedi that stood with you on Lenuri, where you face down the acolytes of Galmontet. Ooh, callback. Their hands are on your shoulders and their eyes are burning violet. And uh, so are yours. Ah, uh, Erebos. Erebos, are you here with me? Yes, Kira. Is this, this doesn't look good. <laughs> this, this is real, right? This is really happening? Is any of this really happening? <laughs> oh, jeez. I try to take steps forward toward Hivnek and Viren. Viren looks, ah, now you must make a choice, Kira. Oh, jeez. A choice I've been waiting for for a long time. And he points, and you look down the ziggurat, and you see there is Cannon, and he's walking away, like down the stairs. Choose. <laughs> Choose, Kira. <laughs> and as he laughs, you wake up in a cold sweat. Ah. Oh, jeez. And you're in the room alone. Oh. Uh, yikes. I'm going to try and find Ord Dane. Ordain is currently with Erebos. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Jeez. Stupid. It takes her a long yeah, time. Yeah, it takes her forever. <laughs> <laughs> Punch it. Um, so I don't have a specific like mechanical game force power that I want to use necessarily, but I kind of just want to meditate and uh, yeah. figure out how true, how real that dream was. Was that really happening what was causing me to sense and, and be part of it uh so i don't know exactly what kind of check you want to make a discipline check and roll your force die also okay easy with three setbacks that is a failure with seven advantage hmm. you have a vision you are slowly being led through various scenes and there is no people there but you can see locations, just kind of flashes of them in your mind. One of them is of a waterfall. And as you move towards it, the water parts and it is dark beyond that. Uh, and you feel scared. Then it flashes to another scene. And you see Cannon walking the halls of this city, but it's dark. Then you see Erebos walking out of the unknown traveler on a planet with sandstorms and the sky turning a, a brilliant orange and yellow as he looks up in the distance. And then the flashes go away. Oh, man. Kira's been having all sorts of these uh, visions and dreams and all this stuff. And it is, I feel like it's probably messing with her mind a little bit. You feel like there's another one there. That if you concentrated, you'd be able to tap into it. But you're going to have to like <sighs> dig into the dark side to be able to do that. You're going to like use your emotion and lash out and grab what you want. Okay. Uh, Kira is going to dig in and I am going to upgrade my 4C force power. Upgrade the strength and the duration. Ooh, nice. Uh, yeah, go ahead and make uh, the 4C power. There will be no setbacks on this. You know what? I'm going to upgrade my force rating. Nice. You feel something here, some strength in the force, 
something is unnaturally giving you the ability to use the force here. That seems to be some type of nexus. Maybe it's the spice. Maybe it's the planet. Okay. I am upgraded my force rating. Now I have three force die. Uh, difficulty? Uh, no difficulty. Just roll oh. the dice. Okay. So Kira sits down and maybe does a little bit of reading first and tries to really focus on digging in further than she usually does. Um, and, you know, lights some candles, <laughs> closes the, the door to her little meditation booth uh, and, and really digs in and rolls force dice and rolls two light side and three dark side. So I'm going to use that light side point to make this five light side points that I can use with my 4C power. Um, so basically, this is going to allow me to gain hints of events to come. Um, and I've upgraded a couple times. So it is I can pick out two specific details and two further days into the future. Oh, yeah. Okay. Or however you want to play it. These are, these are my favorite moments is when, when Todd has to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I try not to do it too much. I thought about it a couple times about being like, ah, I can have him tell me something. But then I'm like, no, this, that's, that's fun. It's fun, though. That's hard. Yeah. So two additional details you can get, correct? Correct. So you, now you got a base force rating of two? Three. Dang. That's pretty good. When you meet up with Ordain again, he's going to be like, Kira, <laughs> where did you get this extra force rating? <laughs> Really been studying. What if I huh? told you about picking up spare force ratings, <laughs> spit it out, <laughs> drop it, drop it, gentle, gentle. <laughs> you reach back into the visions that you saw previously, and now you see a new scene. It's you, but you're in strange clothes. Your body looks different, and you're holding uh. a small green crystal with bronze filigree. And several names scrawled at the bottom. Then you see Cannon taking flight, with his gun drawn, and on the platform nearby, there's a group of cloaked figures standing in a circle. Then you see Erebos. He is surrounded by sabers. Ugh. And you see them move into attack, and you hear Erebos groan. But when you open your eyes, you have a strong feeling of something drawing you on this planet in this town. You have like a beat, like a beacon that's mm -hmm. pulling you to someplace. And you have the same feeling you felt when you pulled in deep towards the waterfall. So do I think the waterfall is nearby and that's where I'm going? You're not sure. But you know from the previous vision, you can stay here help Cannon, or you can go help Erebos. It's your choice. You know Cannon's not going to leave here. And you know Erebos isn't going to leave where they're at. So who do you save? Kira is being drawn to this waterfall and I think, I, I think with all the digging deeper that she's done, I don't think she can really deny the thrall of this thing and I think Kira disarms herself completely from everything on her person and and puts on a robe Ooh. I think she wants I think she feels like she should be as close to the force as possible and I think that she feels that 
everything everything on her that might distract her from that is unneeded um and so yeah i mean she basically puts on a robe and i don't even think she tells canon i think she leaves a note that just says i'll be back and heads out toward this waterfall you rush to canon's quarters after preparing yourself this is something you have to do this is something you've decided to do you go into the quarters and you look around and canon's not there but you look over and you see the saber of the Jedi Hunter calling to me. It's out, kind of predominantly displayed, like it was just recently taken out. It's in like a display case with some nice <laughs> lighting and there's some candles. <laughs> Kira probably thinks, hey, there's a reason that I came in here and uh, I think this might be it. And so she grabs it. And, when you uh, grab the saber, you get a rush of emotion. Ooh. There is compassion, there is peace, but then there is hate, there's anger. It, it's very complex what you're feeling, but you feel now you're locked in and, and it's, it's driving you to the same place. Like every, every fiber of your being is driving you in the same place and you're trying to make sense of it, but you just, you just leave. Yeah. Canon of moments earlier. You were sleeping, having a really nice dream back in the cloning facilities. You're you're playing a game with the other clones and you're winning. Everybody's like, oh, Cannon, that's so cool. You're going to be a captain <laughs> one day. I don't know why one of the clones is Polly Shore, but it has. <laughs> <laughs> is that the Jedi? You- <laughs> and it's great. And then everything just crumbles away as you turn and you see these figures, these cloaked figures starting to move in the distance. Everything, nothing makes sense. Everything just drips away where you were, but you see in blackness, you standing and in the distance platforms and cloaked figures walking back and forth, whispering things, uh, not paying you any attention. And then you hear a slow chanting, out, 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 out 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 and it it wakes you up your eyes open and you're in a sweat but you still hear the slow chanting in the back of your head and you start ruffling through your stuff yeah I quick draw I'm reaching for a blaster as soon as I can as you reach for the blaster your hand grazes the Jedi hunter saber and you get a weird feeling and you feel like you're going to get attacked. You grab it and you pick it up. You grab the blaster in the other hand. And you rush over and you squeeze yourself into the side of the door waiting for somebody to come in. And then you peer through the door. Uh, big glass doors. You peer through it. And you see somebody in a cloak, just like your dream, walking by. But you still hear that ow. Out, out! As you look down at the saber, and you're you're kind of unsure what to do, but you you need to follow him. You put the saber down, and you strap on the your go bag essentially, and then you rush out to follow, hoping nobody takes my lightsaber <laughs> while I'm gone. There's a weird feeling where you don't want to hold on to it. You you just you don't really want to be nearby it. 
It, it oh, is. No, I think I, I think Cannon actually feels that way most of the time. <laughs> yes. uh, yeah. I, I don't think Cannon feels any real affinity to this lightsaber at all. It just, it's not his kind of weapon. So yeah, I pull on my poncho and I grab my go bag and I'm, I'm out the door. You rush out the door and moments later, Kira enters, takes the lightsaber and flees. Flee is a Flee. strong That's word. That's a strong word. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not running from something. I'm running yeah, to Triumph RX. Yeah, yeah, Triumph RX. She care. grabs the lightsaber and the little pack of Triumph RX next to it. <laughs> and flees. D flees. Moments later, Kira enters. The scene unfolds. She grabs the lightsaber and rushes out with purpose. Meanwhile, back on Lihon, Grit, you feel a huge burst of energy that almost knocks you out, but you stay conscious. Everyone around you, though, you see fall to the ground. I don't have, do I have any speculation of which direction the blast came from? No, it was like a shockwave. It just hit you. Yikes. Someone's got a pretty big wrench out there. (laughs) (laughs) You put your hand up. And you feel just a slight bit of breeze uh, coming behind you. Mm-hmm. And you look and you see the sand is kind of getting pulled into the same direction, though. Gently, but it's all mm-hmm. getting pulled in one direction. I go towards <laughs> that direction. You walk towards the pit where the pods were, because it's in the direction that that is coming from. You step over the fence and walk into the the starting area. You see all the pod racers down. One of them is not, though. One of them is clutching the side of the pod, and it appears to be the Umbaran, barely conscious. Now you get a good view. It's coming from a ways away, if you you want to go check it out. Yes. Grit, he sees the struggling Umbaran. He's going to stem pack, try to help them up. Uh, Do a medicine check. Uh, yeah, because stim will heal wounds, but they're they're everybody's hitting their strain threshold. Gotcha. Grit walks past all these bodies on the ground. It goes to the one person that's kind of okay. Oh, you need yeah. some help, brother. Some of them. New Grit Erebos knows over his here. Limitations, and he's not going to bring up someone like down, but he can help someone who's halfway down. It is going to be a hard medicine check. I'm a medic, not a doctor. <laughs> But because of your failures, uh, you will suffer oh, right. two setbacks. <laughs> that was not a good check. Grit rolled four failures, but two advantage. There's a stim packs, but they usually patch up wounds. You think, oh, I'll give him a stimulant. Uh, that'll that'll wake him up. <laughs> you almost give him the stim, and then you realize it's not a stimulant; it's a depressant, and that just knock him out. You kind of pull your hand back, like, oh, wait a second. You just stand there thinking for a second while he kind of struggles to pull himself up on the bike. Erebos, you feel a hand on your side, and it kind of rocks you gently. Your eyes open. You have a horrible headache, but you see Ordain above you. Erebos, wake up. Wow, what happened last night? (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) What's going on, Ord? Something big, Erebos. Something big. Well... The others didn't do super well either. He points to uh, Dacker 
and Glumper in a pile. Oh. And he points at S31. He struggled a little bit more than others, but uh, uh, he's down too. You're failing apprentice. How long have I been out for? I don't know. I, well, I passed out myself too. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then it floods back to you, the vision you had, where you saw Kira and you were at the top of the, the pyramid ziggurat structure. And you saw Viren and Hivnek. And you get a little bit frantic of, oh, no. Oh, no. This isn't good, Ord. I think uh, Galmontet, he's on the rise. Uh, that old turkey's always on the rise or falling. or uh, So hard to keep <laughs> up nowadays. You feel it, right? Something's draining the life of this area. It's like anytime something peaks above a certain power threshold, it just gets sucked away. I doubt we're getting the ship on. Only small power sources. And be careful when you use the force. Any major exertion might drain you completely. Erebus is going to use a very mild <laughs> seek power. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, he's only going to roll one force die. Okay, cool. And he's going to try to sense the direction of the, the strain drain. Got it. Yeah. The strain drain. Oh, all right. He rolled two light side. You reach out, but as you reach out, you almost feel like your attention is getting directed somewhere else where you're reaching out. It's almost like a compass pointing north. Uh, there, There's a pull to your attention. You walk to the platform and you look out and you're reminded of a long time ago, a dream you've had so many times. It starts different every time, but it ends the same. And you walk out and there's a storm raging all around and it's chaotic and you've seen it over and over and over again and now it's exactly as you saw it in your dream and you look out and you see the sky is turning orange and yellow and all of the wind and all of the storm is pulling towards one spot he hears Kira in his head go Erebos lock the ship Lock up the ship. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. We got some intense stuff going on as we get to the end of the season here. It's looking like the season two finale will be episode 52 just one month from now. But don't worry, we've got some other cool stuff coming your way between seasons. So keep an eye out for that. Hey, if you haven't followed our Instagram yet, first of all, what are you doing? But second of all, that's where I do the most posting. So why don't you go give that a follow? There's fun stuff up there and I put stuff up as often as I can. You can also access our link tree from there to find our subreddit, our Patreon, our website, etc., etc., etc. A quick shout out to our newest patron, Caleb Blakely. Welcome aboard the Unknown Traveler, my friend. Okay, well, we'll see you back here for the Season 2 penultimate episode on May 8th. Bye, y'all. Support for This Galactic Life comes from Hanzo's Hands. Hanzo's Hands is committed to serving their community by bringing people together with hands. If you lose a hand, they'll replace it. Any kind of hand you want. Or it could be a gun. 
if you want to have a gun for a hand, you know what I'm saying? Again, thank you, Hanzo's hands. Hanzo, Hanzo, he doesn't care as long as you get a hand from him for supporting this show. From Rebel Public Radio, it's This Galactic Life. I'm Iroh Gloss. For months now, one of our producers, Dan Sue Vermillion, has been working on one of those stories that starts small and honestly stays kind of small. It's a real slice of life, mistaken identity kind of tale. But this is about someone you've probably seen before, or rather, you think you've seen. Today's show is about one of the clones from the bad old days. I'll let Dan Su take it from here. I first became aware of CT40296 through his popular Net series, A Day in the Life of a Clone. Here's a little preview. Hey everyone, Jeremy the Clone here. You know, people always assume that life has been easy for me since I was cloned from the perfect specimen, Django Fett. Yes, I do have certain advantages over other people, but I decided to record my daily life to show the darker, more uncomfortable sides of being a clone. Sit back and hear how the other half lives. In this series, CT40296, better known by his civilian name, Jeremy, talks about the daily struggles most of us don't even think of. There were about 2 million clones made on Kamino. Many lost their lives during the brutal Clone Wars. Let's get into it. Jeremy, it's so nice to meet you. No, sorry, you're mistaken. Oh, I'm so sorry. Nah, I'm just kidding. Don Sue, right? Sorry, I just thought it'd be funny. (laughs) You got me. That's a good one. It's so nice to meet you. Yeah, it's a dirty prank. I'm sorry. Uh, What do you say we get started, right? I thought you could just come along with me while I record my little show. Got a lot of viewers. That sounds great. All right. We're going to go to the space bodega over here. I come here all the time. Love the owner. He is awesome. Hey, camp. Can't sell to you. Your check bounced last week. Pay up or get lost. Uh, no, no, no. You got the wrong guy. Must have been one of my other clones. There's something like, I don't know, two million of us. Oh, here we go with the clone story. You think I was born yesterday, Sonny? I have holographic evidence that it was you that bounced that check. Now, if you don't get lost, I'm gonna have to get physical. Okay, jeez, pal, nobody wants that. Look, we all look the same by design, though. You have to understand that, right? Seeing a clone on tape doesn't mean it's, like, me. But I don't want to ruckus. I'll just head out. Sorry for the trouble. Tell your auntie I said hi, though. Hope she's doing all right. I... But she had to get some new meds and wasn't sure how she was doing. I was hoping to check in with her today, but... She's doing fine. Now, leave. Thanks for picking up these go-go taquitos for me, Don Sue. There's a park around the corner. What do you say we eat and watch the space birds trip? That sounds great. Do you go there often? Yeah, I love it. I get to watch them grow up and lead their own squadrons. Oops. (laughs) I guess you could take the clone out of the military, huh? Flocks. Flocks of space birds. That's my band name. Ah, I'm pretty sure it's taken though, right? They have that song. It's like, and I swam, swam so far away. Uh, must be weird to me about calamari swimming around everywhere, singing about it. They probably think the same about us. Ah, too true, Don Sue. Oh, that rhymed. 
<laughs> it sure does. Thanks for bringing me here, Jeremy. It's nice. No problem. Happy to share it. Hey, clone! F you! Alrighty. It's been a day. What do you say we make one last stop at my favorite cantina? Play some friendly Pazak? Some pool? Yeah, whatever you say, Jeremy. That sounds great. Hey there, city slicker. Want another round? Affirmative. Hit me with your best shot, Captain. Haha, <laughs> get it? You, you son of a banther. You got a lot of nerve showing your face in here after what you did to me. Oh, you got the wrong guy. One of my other clones must have did you dirty. There's something like two million of us. Oh, nah. -uh. Don't lie to me again. You took me up in your fancy spaceship and told me we were going to your own private asteroid base. Did we ever make it there? No, you left me at Jumpfort Station without any credits, you jerk. Ooh, rough one, buddy. That one's on you, but uh, here, this one's on me. Thanks, Cap. I really appreciate it. And that's our show. That was a standard day in the life of a clone. In the life of Jeremy, a real human being. If you liked what you heard, then don't forget to like and space subscribe. It helps more than you know. We'll see you next week for another episode of This Galactic Life. I'm Irogloss. Thanks for tuning in. Captain Cannon, you have just snuck out of your room. You have your go bag and you are following a cloaked figure. Are you ready for... <laughs> yeah, get him. Okay, does everybody here understand how poorly this is going to go? Because I am always the one that fails in the skill challenges. There's no way I could do this solo. Uh, can I shoot him? <laughs> <laughs> no? Well, I don't know what else to do then. Well, well, I got heavy ranged and light ranged. <laughs> Those are different. I use my jump boots. All right, the ground rules of the skill challenge. Kenan, you are sneaking around trying to sneak up and listen and find out what's going on with all these cloaked people. That's what you want, I'm guessing, unless you want to change that. What I want is to capture you while you're sneaking around. I want to capture you. Okay. Like cloaked people. I win if you have two failures. You win if you get four successes. Let's oh, do what? what are you talking oh, about? Wow. Come on. Okay, can I quit? Can I just not? <laughs> what the hell is that fair? You can fail immediately if you want. We can skip the oh, skill down. No, okay. I don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> How about uh, three and three or two and two? <laughs> Negotiating with the GM. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to do a negotiation check on top. Yeah, I can do one and five. I can do one and five. No. <laughs> Other way. And you have no light side points to use. Nope. Have fun. Uh, who did all that? Kira! <laughs> yeah. I mean, who rolled the light side point anyways? You're walking down a path following the cloaked figure. And you're keeping a good amount of distance. But then you look behind you and there are another two cloaked figures walking behind you and actually making up pace. And they're going to sandwich you. It's a curved hallway. So it, it, you have a little bit of visibility where you can just see the back of the cloak of the one in, in front of you. 
and you can just see the front of the cloak of the people behind you. Am I still hearing the chanting? No, that's faded in the distance a little bit, but in the back of your mind, there's a little bit of a, it's hard to get that out of your head. It's, it's very, it's like an after image of it. Hmm. Being solo is so weird. Are there any alcoves or anything I can dip into? Are there any hallway, like branching out any doors, anything? There is a maintenance closet to your left. <laughs> okay. I want to stealth into that real quick. As soon as I get far enough around the curve that the people behind can't see me. There's a little sign on it and it says, Terry, make sure to change your password daily. Mm. We have to keep up our security audit. And then it says the password on the, <laughs> on the note. Yeah, this, you want me to do a computer's check? Would you like to attempt to decipher and see if there's any clue on the note? Or would you like to Ooh. attempt to just bypass the security? You don't have any slicing kit, so you'd just, just be dumb luck. <laughs> or you can do a mechanical check to try to like jimmy it open. Can I shoot it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cannon's going to stab into it with his vibro knife. Nice. See if that just kind of does it. <laughs> pop, this is super quick. Open. I don't have time to yeah. review the note and and try to decipher passwords. This is, uh, I have very limited time here. I sneak in, as far into the doorway as I can out of the line of sight of the hallway, which I understand is very small amount. Yeah. And I just stab the knife into the panel. All right. Go ahead and make a melee check. <laughs> melee against the door panel. Yep. That's great. <laughs> You know how we feel about doors in this game. <laughs> difficulty? Hard difficulty with two sitbacks. Because... Okay, I am upgrading my melee. That's not going to work. To be able to That's hit so it much. at the right spot in the door mechanism to get it to open will be difficult. You're hitting an exact piece. All right. Let's slice this bad boy. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> two success, one threat, baby. Very, very nice. Nice. You hit it in this perfect spot. The door opens quickly. It's one of those quick doors, which is great. You slide in, then you hit the button on the other side, the panel, and closes. But with your threat, you realize you forgot to pull the vibroblade out from the other side. Oh, no. It's still in there. It's on a mag tether. (laughs) It is on a mag tether. So it's just like bumping against the door. (laughs) The door frame trying to... Let me in. Let me in. (laughs) It's like when the elevator closes on a balloon or something on the other side. Yeah. Well, you know what? They're going to have to make a check to even see the stealth fiber knife. It's very small. It's a holdout, right? You're just stuck against the other side of the door with like your wrist (laughs) (laughs) waiting for him to pass. As soon as I'm on the other side of the door, I'm going to draw Maudie's pistol. You hear the footsteps and then they stop in front of the door. Oof. Ah. And then the mag tether disengages as someone possibly turned it off does it hit them you do you hit, hit anything on like the recall button to turn it back on you just let it go i let it go and i'm hiding around the corner of the doorway uh you're on the inside of a closet so so there there's a closet oh okay. yeah t- a double door and you're just right on the other side is, is there any room for me to squeeze around or is it it just it's pretty straight open. And that's it. Yeah, it's like, it's the the doors okay. open the full width of the the room. 
In that case, as soon as I'm inside the door, I draw the blaster pistol and I'm aiming it straight at where I think uh, their head is going to be, trying to get ready there. And then you hear footsteps that continue forward and then nothing. You open the door, you look to your left and right, you see no one. And you continue sneaking behind them. And then you see the three of them walking together out onto a terrace. You rush forward. You duck behind a plant. You peek up. They're talking, but you can't quite hear. You need to get a little bit closer. What do you want to do? I pull out my parabolic mic. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we just take a second to appreciate that? He's just like, oh, free floating knife. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I don't know if it it was on the ground, but I'm I'm just floating in the middle. Yeah. (laughs) Just like, oh, cool. Free knife. (laughs) It's exactly what we would have done, too. So, yeah, fair. (laughs) As I'm following the robed folks, is there anybody else in the hallway? Just like a passerby or something. There is someone and they are standing on the opposite side of the, the path, kind of on a side path. You'd have to like hop the fence, jump to the other side. And they're standing in a doorway facing the doorway. Not moving. I get as close as I can to them without... You go to hop over the side of the fence quickly. Go ahead and make a stealth check. Now, would that be stealth or would that be athletics? <laughs> stealth. Because what I'm trying to do is catch uh, you. Stealth athletics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am actually better at stealth than you would expect. So. <laughs> it is an agility based. It's basically like shooting, right? Kind of. So what's the difficulty on that stealth check? The difficulty is going to be average, but with three setbacks because there are, or no, two, because there are two additional uh, ears listening. Beyond the first. That's fantastic because I can negate two setbacks. So, Excellent. Sucky. Just going against average then. Nice. Here we go. Woo. Two success, three advantage. Damn, dude. Why don't you do more sneaking? Very. Yeah. Yeah. No when, yeah. when do we have the opportunity? <laughs> Cannon doesn't sneak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just because I'm good at it doesn't mean I like it. Two successes, zero <laughs> failures. You are doing awesome. You st- Jump over the side. They do not hear you. What would you like to do with the bystander? Hey, buddy, what's your name? Their eyes are open, but they're just staring straight into their doorway. Their mouth is moving. You turn your head to hear, and the person is just saying, out, 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 under their breath. Oh, cool. All right. So you're locked out. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> no not that less cool all right well uh i suppose you can't really argue with me so i'm gonna do something that's gonna seem a little bit unethical but i am gonna pay you for it and i hope you can hear me look we're just gonna switch jackets here you're gonna wear my poncho and i'm gonna wear your jacket is that cool and i'm gonna give you 500 credits for your trouble you believe that this person is not as held tightly by what whatever is uh, is going on here that is is screaming in your ear, you might be able to daze them out of it, or you can just make the trade. Yeah, I just make the trade. Perfect. I got my own thing going. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So I I throw I take their jacket and I take my poncho. I put my poncho over them, and I take their jacket and I put five hundred credits in their pocket mm. for their trouble. 
Nice. Cannon's uh, yeah. given up his poncho, even temporarily. Uh, what I'm trying to do is disguise myself. Yeah, this will probably go poorly. Yeah. But <laughs> you throw on their clothes and you start walking after them. I'm going to give you... Yeah, I start walking casually now. Yeah. I'm just like very, very casually. I'm not sneaking anymore. And I'm trying to get back on the other side of the fence towards the robed folk. Any type of check that you will use to prevent yourself from being identified will get two boosts from now on for, for wearing the, these clothes. Nice. Cool. You walk into a garden terrace. There are several large installations that have trees and flowers in them. They go up about four feet and are about four feet wide and four feet deep. And there's trees and various flowers and shrubbery coming out of them. Some of them have like pretty sprawling ferns and leaves that you can hide behind pretty easily. And you see the three cloaked figures have moved up now. And there are quite a few cloaked figures around the area. And they're all seem to be whispering something to each other. You would like to get a better idea of who these are, but right now you can't get a view. But if you got a little closer, you might be able to. Yeah. Are they congregating around anything in particular? Are they all kind of spread out or uh, they're all, like yeah, how they're many all of in them a circle. are there at this point? Oh, they're all in a they're circle, in a like circle. a prayer circle kind of thing. Yep. Oh, all right. Is there anything else out here where I could act as though I'm a bystander just casually walking towards something else? but I can sort of skirt around their circle to get an idea of what they're chanting about. Yeah, you, you can attempt that, yeah. Uh, and try to be inconspicuous as just somebody just walking, yeah. Yeah, so maybe like a cool check, like I'm just going to check out the view where there's a really cool art installation. I'm going to read the plaque on it or something. Canon loves reading and art. <laughs> <laughs> And as a bonus, I also want to uh, scope out which one has my knife. I believe this would actually be a skullduggery check because you are attempting to use your guile to uh, pretend to be something you are not. And you're 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 feeling pretty good about skullduggery pretty over cool, right? 100%. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right. What's the difficulty on that bad boy? The difficulty is going to be four. Oh, God, going to here be... comes the failure, boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I am going to spend a dark side point and upgrade it. But you do get two boosts because you are wearing the cloak of uh, somebody. Uh, an inconspicuous person. A jacket. Yeah, it's actually... Uh, this is going to be Poe's jacket eventually. Nice. Yes. Uh, but it starts with me. Nice. <laughs> All right. Let's roll them bones. Check succeeded, boys. <laughs> All right. Oh my God. Two success, one advantage. I cannot believe that worked yeah. out. Very cool. You get close to the circle and you look and you see some faces that you recognized and you see your friend's face also, the leader of this town. But Ooh. their eyes also look glassed over. Tona doesn't look like himself. He doesn't have, you, you've seen him before often. This doesn't look like Tona. And they all keep chanting out. Out, 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 out. As they chant louder, one of them turns and starts scanning the horizon like something doesn't feel right and is sticking out like a sore thumb and looks towards your direction. What would you like to do? Are they looking towards me? Just one of them. It's like he, he smelled a foul odor in the air and he's trying to place it. Cannon stops 
And he goes rigid, standing up straight. And he starts chanting uh, very quietly, out, out, out. out. <laughs> nice. Yes. That is so good. <laughs> Make a charm check. There we go. All right. Hell yeah. Let's do a charm you check. get that bonus from the ring too, right? The ring? The thing that Erebos got us. I don't, we haven't, we haven't met up oh, yet. Oh, right. That's still on Janner's dead up. body. <laughs> <laughs> you are at three successes, zero failures. You need one more success yeah, to am. succeed. Yes. Woo. So make a charm check. This is average difficulty with two setbacks because the amount of them there. Now more people will look at you because you're chanting, but you still get two boosts because of your disguise. Ooh, how could this possibly go wrong? I have so many good dice. Mark those words, boys. Here we go. Check. Succeeded. Yes. One threat. You have succeeded the skill challenge. A hand comes from nowhere from behind and grabs your shoulder and turns you away. From one of the... That's a brawl check. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) From one of the flower encampments. And you pull down out of sight, and the one that was looking around just looks past like everything was good. And you see Viego, and he puts his his finger up to his lips to be quiet. And then he points away, and then he motions for you to follow him. I do that. (laughs) Wait, can it before... Before he follows Viego... He takes a really good hard look at the person he gave his poncho to, really studying as much of them as he can <laughs> to make sure he gets that poncho back later. Very cool. <laughs> Your poncho has a little uh, GPS tracking device in it. Yep. So you can go for air tag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got Yeah, I've got an air tag on it. That's perfect. <laughs> I can't believe I passed all of those. Yeah, yeah that, that was great. That was awesome. No failures. That was great. Kira, you now have the lightsaber and you're feeling a pull to one specific place and you rush towards it quickly. You have no material possessions holding you down. You just have your saber and a purpose. And as you're rushing through with your quick little feet, you see, actually I have force jump now. So I just continuously force jump forward. Yes. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's like one of those video games where you can actually move faster if you just continuously jump. So I'm just doing that. Oh my God. (laughs) And you're holding a saber. It's like a knife. So you're moving a little quicker. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everybody knows you move quicker holding a saber. Yeah. Kira goes. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. And as you're running by, there is a group and there are there are three people and they're wearing cloaks pulled down. You get a you get a menacing feeling. You get an angry Ugh. feeling from them. And you almost run right into them and you stop and you look up and they look down at you and they're looking at you not with their own eyes. There's a distance to it. And then they step to the side and let you run past. Yes, I do. And you're like uh, and I ignite the lightsaber and I cut all of their Achilles tendons nice. on my way back. No, I'm just kidding. You rush past them towards the edge of the, the Mesa. You have to go through a few service tunnels and it comes out on the side of the cliff and you see the sandstorms in the distance and the collectors moving around. 
It's a what are the collectors? feeling. Uh, the spice collectors. Okay. Like Dune. Like Dune. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there's a path along the outside of the mesa that you follow. And it goes down to a pool. Now, this is a very strange thing to see a waterfall in a desert planet like this. But it's yeah. there. And you see there's a pool at the bottom and water flowing. And on the sides, you see two statues of Jedi origin. I climb the statues. <laughs> oh, God, not this oh, bad. <laughs> well, you don't have to climb. You can just force jump up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you're right. I use the force to part the waterfall. You reach up with the force, make a discipline check of average difficulty, and also put your force pool into that. All three of them, baby. Yeah, three. That is a success with four advantages. You reach out and you try to split the heavy flow of water, but you can't quite get... It's just too much. But you look to the side. I also sides. don't technically have force push or pull, so... <laughs> <laughs> Probably why you're not able to. I haven't learned that yet. You look well, to is, the side. This is force part. Yeah. <laughs> you look to the two statues and you see their hands are outstretched. Uh, the hands closest to the waterfall. You get an idea. You know, the Jedi are all about like, eh, help each other and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Are they though? (laughs) (laughs) And you focus instead on the statues and attempt to move those. Uh, Go ahead and make a discipline check. Uh, The same check. You feel a well of energy as you start hearing the sounds kind of verberate with you. And it says, come in. Come in. Come in. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. Give me a second. I'll do I'm I'm coming in. Well, that's the opposite of what they told me. Oof. I'm going to flip that light side point to tap into the dark side. Nice. And that's going to be... Ooh. Uh, one, two, three. That's going to be a success with five advantages. Wow, sir. The, the chant for you to come in is not balanced like you would expect from the Jedi. It is sure. pissed. And you just tap into that a little bit and it goes kind of crazy. The The statues turn immediately to face each other. The waterfall oh. splits and hey. you see large heavy platform, like stone platform pieces raise up and lead a path under the waterfall. Wow, that's neat. And I take a few <laughs> steps forward to it. And you, you still feel the come in, come in. Yeah, I'm come coming in. in. I'm coming in. I'm coming in. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. Uh, I'm doing it. I got little legs. I'm one meter tall. I'm working on it. <laughs> and Kira, you clutch the lightsaber filled with energy and emotion. I ignite it. <laughs> you ignite the saber and rush down the dimly lit tunnel behind the waterfall. Ordain comes running after you, Erebos, and he is holding a Baskar binder for his grimoire, and he's hastily <laughs> shoving the grimoire into it. This feels like the right time to use this, Erebos, and he locks it shut. <laughs> Don't forget me. Thank you for this, by the way. Thank you. Uh, as he uh, rushes forward and slides his book into your pack. I guess we're going for a journey. There's something like that. There's only a few things that can do that in the galaxy. And I 
I want to know why it was turned on. Yeah, I have that effect on things. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't rather be here with anyone else. (laughs) Gero's pretty cool too, though. Glad Cannon's not here. (laughs) We're going to (laughs) die. Want to enjoy it. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. (laughs) As you walk through the unconscious people and the ships that are powered down, you come to the track where the pod races start and all the pods are still lined up celebrating wins and losses. And you see grit kicking the tires <laughs> on the pods. <laughs> and you see an Umbaran struggling to stay conscious, barely holding himself up on his pod. Do I see Erebos and Ord coming at us? Uh, Ord yells out, Grit! Grit! <laughs> Oh, you're alive. Well, now I'm glad to see you're alive too, Ord and Erebos. I would have gone back to the ship and checked on you, but I felt an external force like pushing me not towards there, (laughs) if you will. So I'm glad you're here now, though. Yeah, I feel that force too. It brought me here as well. Well, now I see three of us going towards a force and a couple pod racers here to take us to that force a little quicker than our feet can carry us. Yeah, are you having any luck checking these things out? Any of them operational? I roll a dice to find the fastest one. Is Baskar crumple resistant? I, I'm, you know, just checking. It. No, we'll figure. Yeah, it's resistant to everything. Or yeah, <laughs> you can make a piloting. Pl- oh, God, <laughs> you can make a planetary piloting check or a mechanics check to see which one of these you would rather take. Planetary piloting, it is. Nice. Can I use... uh, You can assist also. Yeah. Uh, I get force die with mine, so I don't know if I can help him out with that, but I also don't want to tap on the force too much. Yeah. You can do the check-in and Grit can assist also. I could assist. Yeah. You got any ranks or what's your... I got one rank in piloting planetary. Heck yeah. Sweet. Wouldn't Grit just choose Little Thunder? Yeah. <laughs> Would he, wouldn't he just be ecstatic about his chance to be in Little Thunder? You're right. Yeah. yeah. Who, who are we kidding? Turnduction Tackler, Grit Cons Killer, Banana Candy, Spinebreaker, Drumstick National. You had me at Little Star Thunder. Trek Thunder. No, Drumstick National. <laughs> Grip your soul chain. Star Trek Strike Back. Golden Sun Juice, Little Thunder. Uh, average difficulty on that? The difficulty will be average, but there are so many pods. I'm going to give two setbacks. So many pods and so little time. That's two success with one threat. Nice. Very Excellent. nice. You reach out with a force, but you feel a little bit drained from the exertion. And you take one strain. Oof. But as you look around, most of the pods are still functioning. The power source is small enough. It doesn't spike to uh, the levels that would shut down or, or be drained by whatever this force is. So in anyone is our option? Yeah, anyone. They all look in pretty good condition. You definitely know the ones that are faster and better based on the the bedding. Yeah. But you can choose whatever one you want. Which one do you think fits us best, Erebos? I don't know. It's a toss-up between Drumstick National or Little Thunder. <laughs> what do you say? We, we flip an ord for it. <laughs> Ooh, chance cubes. What do you say we take them both? Well, now you're speaking my language. I'll hop in Little Thunder. Yeah, that checks nice. out. And I'll race you. <laughs> oh, <Ooh. laughs> you're on, Grit. 
200 credits. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'll, yes. I'll see your 200 credits and I'll raise you uh, a higher number. 10,000 <laughs> oh. credits. $500 credits. What are dollars? I don't know the conversion ratio to that, but you're on. <laughs> also, I don't know. Should I just like help this little Umbaran on his way to unconsciousness? <laughs> Hit him with the wrench. Oh, gosh. You walk over and you look at the Umbaran and you see that as soon as he gets a little bit of energy, it gets drained out of him. So whatever is doing this, you and Grit are somewhat protected. Um, you have noticed Grit's eyes are violently glowing violet. Mm. And the Umbaran is doing a better job than most, but he's not getting any better until this goes away. He's just, he's, he's struggling. Mm. So all these people are powering this machine. So... Just need to kill uh, all the people. Skip <laughs> 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 yeah, into the dark side. Sorry, that was a little S31 in there. <laughs> what do I got? He, he needs some strain help. I think I got, I think I picked up something for that. Yeah. Is he, uh, can, can I tell if this Umbaran's force sensitive? Mm. Do you have a sense power? I could. Yeah. <laughs> if, if you, if you, and, and you got the ordained discount. I love how often Erebos is just like, collecting new powers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, jack of all trades, master of none. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I love it. I think that's great because I went the exact opposite direction. So I like, yeah, I like it. That's cool. The Umbaran, the force is strong with them. Ooh. Oh, wow. So I picked these up a little bit ago. It's a little handy thing called a calming salve. Ooh. And uh, once per session as an action, a force-sensitive character may use the calming salve and make a force power check. They may spend the results to heal strain per whichever spent that way. Yeah, I put a little vapor rub on his little, you know. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> the Umbaran breathes deeply a few times, looks up at you, and has won the fight against this that's, that's trying to pull him down. Stands up, still a little shaky. I didn't think someone from a rival clan would help me. There's a lot of galaxy out there beyond Umbara. I'm going to go see, deal with this problem. You see if you can help these people. All of them. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Looks back at lots of the people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what do you suggest I... And eh. You're gone. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Even freaks out the other Umbara. <laughs> <laughs> you jump on the pods. And you test them, and they fire right up. Nice. All right, now let's race. Yeah. Yep. You line them up. Ord can do the flag thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> With a page from his book. You get the three count by Ordain. All right. On three. On three. On three. One. Two. <laughs> Grit takes off. <laughs> <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Grit doesn't cheat. You guys are sorry, sorry. Really have a <laughs> twisted viewpoint of grit. Kind of seems more like Erebos to cheat, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> sir. yeah that's true. So yeah, I rolled against zero difficulty and got three success and three advantage. In a vacuum, you're a pretty good pod racer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> zero obstacles. Oh. Four success. Oh, oh wow. damn. But no advantage. 
Grit, you have been underground pod racing for years. Something the rest of the crew does not know. It's been a secret life. The, nice. Every planet you get to, you go to the under, underground betting rings. You've almost died like eight times. But you right. just can't get enough. Yeah. And this is the exact same scenario. You know you're going to smoke Erebos. You, you flip out all the moves. You even hover upside down. Yes. In Grit's bunk, he has like the... The Star Wars pod racing arcade cabinet machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. He's constantly just doing that in his bunk anytime he's not working. Kira just thought it was an elliptical. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Add yourself 500 credits there. Oh, man. You arrive at the base of the pyramid ziggurat thing. When you get about halfway up, you see Hivnak stare you down. It's been a long time. I've been waiting for this confrontation. I've been promised it for four years. I didn't know who it would be. But you two, you're the strong ones. Well, yeah. I'd like to have a chance at that weird old fellow. I think I could have cut him down quickly. Wait, is that me? <laughs> got him. <laughs> He's got to use jet boots to get around these days. I hate this. <laughs> uh, Hivnak, when last we met, I was the amateur. But now I am the expert. An expert taught by a fool. I can't wait to see this. Dane, we meet again. Or for the first time, for you. Erebus, I, I think we could take him this time. But in case we die, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> oh, nice. And don't give him the combination to the Baskar lock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of you, Hivnik. You can't touch me. Y'all got any not force ghosts so I can also do some damage up here? You look on and you see several other dark creatures move to the path. And it surprises you because they look exactly like S31 with various variations. It's now even more confusing because you didn't think they were connected. Yeah. A dozen or so of the S31 clones surround Hevnek and ignite their sabers. Glad to see you brought some backup, Hivnek. Now, I think this is an even fight. 